If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about a topic that will resonate with many of our listeners, not just with you as an activity coach and not just with your FRs as advisors, but really as human beings today, human beings living in this crazy world. Uh, and that topic is mental wellness. It's been in the headlines a lot lately um, with the stressful world that we're living in right now. But let's be honest, it was a stressful world before COVID entered the scene about two years ago. Now, you might be wondering, why are we talking about mental wellness on a podcast about activity coaching? Here's why. Number one, we care about you. And I think it's important. Um, Number two, I believe that successful businesses are bred from strong bodies and sound minds. Think about the correlation between your physical health and your mental vigor and the health of you and your FR's businesses. I am have always been committed to the notion that good health is good business. In fact, on the landing page of my website, you're going to see two words. It says business and wellness. And I've actually seen some people kind of scratch their heads about the correlation. Like they're doing an introduction or they check out my website and they're like, oh, business and wellness. There's kind of like this pause. Um, well, yes. And that is how passionate I am about the connection between the two. I'm going to tell you more about why I have that passion in just a few minutes. But here's the thing. If we want to be great coaches, we have to be able to identify in ourselves and in those individuals that we coach when we or they are struggling physically and or mentally. I agree completely. Yeah. And I think the way to, the way that I think about it is it's like one of those programs that's running in the background, right? Like it's yes. always, it's always doing something. You're just not always paying attention to it. And I think, um, you know, one of the reasons that I think today's message is going to be so important is because we want people to start paying attention to that program that's just always running no matter what else is happening. Absolutely. So true. It's never without us, right? I mean, it's never not with us. Um, So I want to share a very real example that I experienced coaching last year. Um, And we'll, we'll call this advisor Scott. So Scott, was the advisor that I was coaching. Um, he wasn't meeting production minimums and he he really was nearly failing out of the business. And the first couple months of coaching him were really challenging. Um, I knew that he was capable of success, but something just seemed off. Um, his energy was really low. He lacked follow through, but I knew that wasn't who he was as an individual. So um, I continued to ask him a lot of questions and to explore and delve further, which led really to a candid conversation about the impact of his mental health on his business. 
And, and I have to admit, initially, he was he was offended with the direction of our conversation and kind of was a little irritated, I think, that I had used the word depression, actually, in our in our discussion. But I continued really to push him in a gentle way and in a caring way. And over the period of the next month or so, I guided him through some pretty significant changes in his personal and his business life. And less than a year later, he, I'm not kidding you, was the number one under five advisor in his office. So this might seem like an extreme example, but I think there are plenty of examples in varying degrees out there in the people that we coach. I agree. And I think um, it only sounds like an extreme example because we don't really talk about it that much. Mm, I think that it is not that extreme and that it just highlights the importance of going into that area to talk about that, to observe how people are presenting and to address that. And and I think, Heather, to your point, this is where you have to have courage as a coach, right? Yes. Because you, when someone pushes back a little and gets a little annoyed at something that you've brought up, um, if you know you're on the right track, you have to, you just gently, and I think gently is the, is the mm-hmm. word, you just gently keep pushing and, and eventually they see that you cared enough to push. Yeah. You know, it's one of those many coaching things that you only really appreciate retrospectively, right? So true. So true. Yeah. You've got to trust your gut and pun intended. We'll talk about that in a right. minute. <laughs> but um, now it's important to note, I am not a medical practitioner of any sort. Neither is Sabina. <laughs> we want to be clear on that. But um, thanks to my personal experiences, unfortunately, with some depression and some anxiety, adrenal fatigue, burnout, et cetera, um, it led me to become a wellness partner with Amare. That's a M-A-R-E, Amare. They are known as the Mental Wellness Company. Um, And just some quick background on um, how I came to be with Amare, um, because it really is a big part of my story and a big part of my passion around mental wellness. So eight or nine years ago, like many people, I was burning the candle at both ends. Um, I like to call myself like the get shit done queen. Like that was my MO. Um, I was running circles around people personally and professionally, and it became my reputation. It was like, oh, if you wanted something done, give it to Heather. And that made me feel good. It gave me energy. And so, um, unfortunately, I just fell into a pattern of, of going, going, going. And, and that's what I did at the same time too. You know, multitasking was my superpower. I had three kids in three different schools. I had recently changed my work schedule. Um, I was honored to be in this exclusive nine-month leadership program at the home office, and it was wonderful, and I felt so grateful to be a part of it, and it also sucked the life out of me. Um, (laughs) In addition to that, I was training for my first marathon, on and on and on. So long story short, I did literally physically burn myself out. And the first sign, this is kind of weird and probably TMI, but I started sweating profusely. Like it was crazy. I, I could literally have wet sweat like pit marks down to my elbows and down to my waist. I remember traveling and I was at a network office and I could only move my hands. I couldn't move my arms up and down because I was like so wet. I'm like, what is going on with me? And this that started to become my norm. Like it just, something wasn't right. And so I, I started noticing more and more of these odd things until one point, literally I was so sick, I could not lift my head up. And I had worn myself out to the point that I had actually gotten mono, um, which is very odd in your forties. And long story, Story short, um, I didn't get out of bed for three weeks. I missed over a month of work, like straight, and I, it took me three months to get back to a quote normal schedule. 
And so I knew something um, had to change. And that was at the point that I finally made the decision to leave my corporate career to provide me some more flexibility um, so that I could focus on my health. And I was also, I had a, a child who was dealing with some health issues at home at the time, and I needed to focus on her as well. So it, it was at that point, eight or nine years ago, I really started focusing on my mental and my physical health. And a big part of that was cortisol levels, which are stress-related. Um, and this whole um, path of learning about cortisol led me to a gentleman by the name um, of Dr. Sean Talbot, who is the chief science officer for Amare. I'm not going to go into the detail of how we met. It just was meant to be. But um, it was through those personal experiences um, of, of being sick and getting healthy um, and getting through my own burnout, through my own research and my exposure to the medical practitioners at Amare, that I have learned how to build resilience and how to increase my overall vigor. And heaven knows we need a lot of resilience and vigor in this business, right? Yep. Um, anyone who is self-employed knows the joys and the stresses that come along with being self-employed. And if I had a penny for every FR... <laughs> You too, Sabina, right? Right. We could retire. We could retire. <laughs> but for every FR that was exhausted, right? Or that stopped working out yeah. or that started eating unhealthy fast food in their car. Yes. Um, and nowadays with, with COVID sitting at their desk, just eating yeah. junk all day, right? Or not getting yeah. up from our desk because we're not leaving our homes. Um, it can be, unfortunately, a reality in this business, the whole mental health and mental burnout piece. So, Sabina, I know you've been coaching FRs for 30 plus years. I'm certain you've seen this as well. Absolutely. It's one of the, it's ironically one of the first things that goes people who are fit and healthy, who are working out and, you know, really in good shape, um, drop their routine because they, they're in the steepest part of the learning curve. They're mm -hmm. starting something new. They feel like they have to devote every minute of their time to it. And so they just stop and they, you know, I think of, I think of it, uh, you know, kind of like when we all started college and that, that old freshman 15, you know, <laughs> that's, that's so true. it's the same kind of thing. Cause you're eating, you're eating out a lot more. You're taking yeah. your clients to lunches and dinners and um, you're networking. So it really is, it's the one thing that can probably help you the most you know, to keep a fitness mm -hmm. mindset, but yes. it's the first thing to go. And and I think, you know, as I was listening to you, I think because I'm a little bit like that and send the sense of go, go, go all the time, mm -hmm. but your body always knows. It tells right? you. Like your body, you mm -hmm. think you're handling stuff and your body he just says, mm, yeah, okay, you don't, you don't recognize this, so I'm just going to give you some signs. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to make yeah. you see it, right? I, exactly. It, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you, actually. Well, uh, let me, I'll, I'll put it to our audience. Obviously, they're not going to be okay. able to answer, but how many of you were educated on physical health growing up? right? Like I bet most people remember taking physical education, right? Or taking gym or discussing the food pyramid in class. Um, statistics show that seven in 10 people report being educated on physical health. Mm -hmm. Now, how many of you actually remember being educated on mental health? Um, only one in 10 people were educated in mental health. That is crazy to me. Now, growing up, I know that I was not one of those one people. I don't think I ever received education mm -hmm. on this. Now, having three kids, one in college, one in high school, one in middle school, I know they are getting some of this today, thankfully. Like, I'm so mm -hmm. grateful. Um, so grateful for that. But I don't know, when you, like Sabina, when you hear mental health, what words come to mind? Like, what do you think of when you okay. hear mental health? I think of, so this is probably not the answer you're looking for, but <laughs> it just in thinking about how 
how we grew up in that generation, you know, I just think the mental health was suck it up, buttercup, you know, mm-hmm. like, like just press on. Yeah. I mean, that's the message yeah. I always got was there's nothing wrong with you. Keep moving, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think of it, I have, I just grew up in an era where mental health was for the week. You yes. know, it was like something yes. that, that, you know, if you couldn't, if you, if you weren't mentally strong, then there was, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even want to talk to you kind of thing. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. So it, so it's been stigmatized for a long time. It has. And you said something that is really interesting. And I want to make a point out of that is you said it isn't for the weak, right? So mm-hmm. when we say mental health, I think people confuse mental health with mental illness. They yep. think depression, ADHD, anxiety, um, or even mm-hmm. worse, right? Like, but that isn't mental health. That is mental illness. Mental yes. health and mental wellness is about focus and pressure management and confidence and stress resilience and, you know, mental performance and even physical performance. It's hard to do good mentally when you're in pain physically, right? And vice mm-hmm. versa. Yes. They work together. Absolutely. So everyone has mental health just like everyone has physical health. The real question is, what can we do to optimize our mental health and live a life full of mental wellness like we do mental or, or physical wellness, right? Yes. Um, it yes. is there, it is, we should be exercising our mental wellness yes. and we don't do enough in that space. So, and I, I was going to say, and focusing on what works well, not everything that's wrong. Yes. You know, like yeah. what, what are mentally well people doing Correct. that can be translated, you yeah. know, to everyone instead of just, you know, um, studying the disease and how to fix it, let's prevent it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's always, I'm a big fan of preventive care. And the first step toward that is, I think, what you're talking about today, just knowing about it. Yes, being aware of it, for sure. Mm -hmm. So there is a resource called a mental wellness spectrum, and it's on a scale of one to 10. Um, Now, some people might be on the lower end of the continuum, like a one to a three or a one to a four. And this would be an individual that would be struggling with things like um, major stress-related issues, depression, fibromyalgia, obesity, etc. Most of us, however, fall in the middle of this spectrum where we call it chronically stressed, right? So where you're fatigued, maybe every once in a while you're a little sad, you're experiencing some brain fog, right? Like lack of focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so not a super high level stress, but a medium stress that's with us 24-7. It's the kind of stress that just comes from like living, right? Paying bills, yeah. driving in traffic, working, relationships, deadlines, family issues. Um they aren't things that are going to kill you today or tomorrow, but the unrelentingness of it will get to you over time. Um, now, some people might actually be on the upper or the optimized part of the spectrum, like an 8, a 9, or a 10, and they actually feel energetic. They feel calm. They feel happy, um, sharp-minded, right? They're focused, which is awesome, but unfortunately, um, it's it's very rare. And so I want to share some statistics with you. Um around mental health. So number one, Americans spend over a billion dollars annually on feel better products from painkillers to antidepressants to alternative and complementary therapies, but over a billion dollars every year just to feel better. Now, nearly a hundred million Americans suffer from occasional aches and pains, right? Um, it's one of the most common reasons that people look to alternative medicines, um, you know, like non-pharmaceutical options because they don't want to take something, but they're still achy and in pain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Globally, more than 350 million people are affected by feelings of depression each year. And let me point out, that was a a statistic before COVID. The Mm -hmm. statistic was before COVID. So I can't imagine 350 million has to have 
quadrupled given the last two years. Um, The World Health Organization is calling stress the health epidemic of the 21st century. Um, This one blew my mind, and I know it's true because I have um, adolescents. I've got a 21-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 13-year-old, but 90% of adolescents have a depressive order before the age of 18. That's almost all of them. Like, that Mm -hmm. makes me want to cry. That just... That makes me want to cry. Um, 800,000 people die of suicide each year. Uh, that is, unfortunately, the sad statistic has touched my family very closely. Um, we lost a, a loved one several years ago. And Sabina, I think I shared this with you um, mm-hmm. literally just a few weeks ago, a couple days before Christmas. Um, my cousin also, um, who's 46, ended up taking his life. And so mm-hmm. it is a huge part of why I'm so passionate about this and why I think it's so important. Um, so what, what do these terrible statistics look like in terms of treatment, right? Or managing stress, anxiety, what are, what are people doing? If we have this many people who are, you know, not feeling well and they're depressed and they have these issues, this is going to sound weird, but here's what it looks like. It looks like Starbucks and Red Mm -hmm. Bull and Rockstar Uh and Ambien and Lexapro and Ritalin for focus, right? And Lunesta Mm -hmm. to sleep and all of these other things people are reaching for energy drinks to help them keep going during the day and then help from their doctors to get pills to help them sleep at night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We need more energy to get through the day and then we need something to help us sleep at night. So to the tune of a billion dollars a year. So I'm not anti-pharmaceutical at all. There is a need for sure. I depended on these drugs and pharmaceuticals when I was going through some of my issues with depression and anxiety. A lot of people are looking for something to help them feel better. But what people don't understand is that many of these quote-unquote solutions, right, or things that we're reaching for, it's going to change the way you feel, and it will make you feel different, but not a single one of those things you're reaching for is necessarily going to make you feel better. It's not going to heal you. Um, It's not going to restore your vigor and bring back your adrenals and reduce your chronic fatigue and chronic pain. Mm -hmm. So... only really solving the root issue is going to do that. Um, and that's what Amare is really focused on. Now, we're obviously not going to be able to solution all of this on our little po- mini podcast today. <laughs> I think probably not. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but what we can do is create awareness that there are healthy solutions that you know, can help us with energy and resilience and focus and other chronic re- you know, stress-related issues. So... Um, we're going to just emphasize the basic of stress management here today. We want to create that awareness on this call today um, and give you some things that, you know, you can help reinforce with your FR. So we'll talk about some of those. Um, and then we have a couple ideas at the end as well. And of course, we'll do our say that again. But um, let's talk strategies for a minute. Okay. So some simple things that we can do that we can help our FRs do. Number one seems obvious, but it's easy to fall out of the fall out of it is a workout routine. Routine mm-hmm. is huge, right? Um, yep. Yoga, meditation, um, encourage your reps to make time for exercise. My guess is if they're overwhelmed and they're stressed, it's usually the first thing that goes. So encouraging them to make time for exercise. Thoughts on that one? Sabina? Yeah, I well, I, I can only speak from my for myself because I, I have a routine, um, but it involves having to go somewhere and meet someone, right? So I would not do it on my own. So mm-hmm. so I think part of it is knowing yourself and what you and I always think of Pete Grider, set your environment up so that you can succeed. I mean, if I wasn't, if I didn't go and meet a trainer three times a week, I wouldn't do it. I yep. mean, and not not most of that stuff is stuff I could do at home. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it isn't 
it isn't just doing it. It's setting up your whole environment so that because we'll go a lot further for someone else than we will for ourselves. And so if you know someone else is waiting to go for a walk or waiting to personally train you, you're more likely to do it. So mm-hmm. I think that's a, a big piece of it. Absolutely. Um, plenty of you time or they time, right? If you're working with the, with the FR, mm-hmm. make sure they are making time for themselves and ask them, you know, what does that look like for you? Is it a massage? Is it a walk? Is it, for me, mm-hmm. it's a bath. I have been known to take baths at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah, when I've been stressed. Right. I mean, um, maybe it's reading, maybe it's visiting with a friend. Um, mm-hmm. For this particular individual that I, his example that I shared at the beginning, for him, it was church. He had gotten away mm-hmm. from church. Um, he had gotten away from just being around people. Um, um, and, mm-hmm. and seeing his family more regularly, um, so, you know. So ask some questions. Find out what they need. What does you time look like for you? What right. fills your bucket? It's, it's not the same for everybody, for sure. Right. Right. And then, of course, pay attention to what you're eating and what you're putting in your body. We live in a world where, you know, a convenience world, right? Where we can mm. just open yes. a wrapper and pop something into our mouth. Yep. And um, this whole idea of fresh versus processed. I know Amare is. Um, they're very focused on gut health. That is really where our wellness stems from. Our wellness stems from our gut. And so what we are putting into our bodies makes a huge difference. So, you know, when we're low on energy, unfortunately, we reach for things like sugar drinks and caffeine. And again, most people know this, but they just need that reminder and they need some accountability that what they Mm -hmm. put into their body matters. Um, And then creating space to talk about it. So call it out if you see it. That's your job as a coach, right? Give them space to talk about it. I know we've taught, Sabine and I have discussed like, oh, we're not therapists and we can't let them, you know, go down this path. And that is true. And if you really truly are going to be a good coach, if you are noticing something, we have to create that space and give them the space to talk about it. Right. Absolutely. 100%. Because the, the home office has a ton of mental health resources. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to be their counselor. You're going to help them uncover the fact that there's something going on. Because if there's one thing I've learned in the last few years with a lot of, um, weirdly celebrity suicides mm-hmm. is that it, that doesn't, it mental, um, health doesn't look like you think it does. When it's missing, it doesn't always look like it's missing. Like depressed people aren't moping around all the time. People who have serious depression aren't right. because they're very good at hiding at it. getting through the day and hiding yes. it because it's so stigmatized. So yep. it's, you know, just uncovering it and then and then directing them to some professional resources, I think, is not being a therapist. It's just being a caring human being. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Um, I love that you mentioned that the home office does have mental health resources. Take advantage of them, right? Um, And then lastly, there are natural alternatives that can truly increase serotonin and dopamine and balance hormones and manage energy and even more. So as a wellness partner with Amare, this is something um, that we focus on is getting um, that gut health balance, right? Um, Most people don't know that the majority of serotonin and dopamine are actually produced in the gut, and then they are sent to the brain through the gut-brain access, through neurotransmitters and different types of cells. And oftentimes, so um, let's use um, like Ritalin, right, ADHD. Um, how many reps do we know? A lot. My, I know I go through these phases, right, where it's like, yep. oh my gosh, I feel like I have ADHD or I just can't concentrate. Yep. I mean, it is a real thing. And I have actually um, helped through, you know, the right food and through different supplements, I've been able to help 
advisors actually get off Ridlin, increase their focus. Um, there's there's a lot that can be done that doesn't involve taking some form of pharmaceutical that has a side effect like anger or um, other crazy side effects that come along with that. So um, anyway, I want to encourage you to check out the link that I'm going to leave um, in the show notes. Um, it's to a mental wellness assessment that you can take yourself. You can share it with the FRs that you're coaching. Um, I'd encourage you to take it. It can provide some helpful feedback on where you fall on the spectrum um, and also give you some um, some really good pointers. So. Um, I know Sabine and I have talked about the fact that as coaches, um, again, we shouldn't be counselors. I have to share a funny story. My daughter, after hearing a lot of my phone calls during quarantine, right, we were all home together. Um, she asked me recently, she was like, Mom, what is it you do again exactly? You sound more like a life coach. <laughs> and my response was, well, if it helps make them more productive, I'm going to help them in any way that I can. And so I yeah. do talk about a lot of stuff. It isn't just about the business. We talk about health. Right. We talk about about family issues. Um, you're going to get a kick out of this. Sabina, I was going to tell you this at the beginning of our podcast. I actually had a rep today, um, this morning before I came in to record this, who said, um, since starting as a financial rep, he's been dressing up more and he has been wearing nicer shoes and it is causing bunions. And he wanted to know <laughs> if I had any advice on how That's to help funny. him with his bunions. Oh I am gosh. not kidding you. Like, you can't make something. this stuff up. <laughs> right. So yeah, it just cracks me up. But yes, I do yeah. think sometimes, many times we are life coaches, but well, and I agree. I, I think that's it's important because you this business uncovers a lot of things, right? Like when you get into something that's very difficult, you come face to face with yourself real fast. Yes, and I think that the that's truth? that's just the way it is. So, it is. Yeah, this business does it all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, um, now it is time for our say that again. All right. Wouldn't be a. Um, Activity Coaching Conversation Podcast without our Say That Again segment. So right. today we're really just going to role play an FR who's been struggling overall, right? Um, and as a coach, um, I think, Sabina, you'll be the rep. And as a coach, yep. um, just a little background, we'll pretend that I've seen some signs that might lead me to believe that maybe there's something more going on just beyond um, the regular day-to-day -day stress. Yep. So, okay. all right. Okay. All right, Sabina, how are we doing today? Um, you know, Okay. Yeah, just, just, just okay. making it happen day just by day. Yep. Making it happen day by day. Your energy's been low. You you just seem a little down this week. What's going on? Yeah, I don't. Well, I'm just exhausted for one yeah. thing. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, and it's just. I mean, it is so demanding. It seems like twenty four seven. So I'm just, and I'm afraid to pause at all because you know we always, you know, we're taught that momentum is such a big deal, and that if you stop you know, or slow down that you'll end up starting all over again. And I've worked really hard. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, there is some truth to that, right? Um, and, you know, we've, we do talk about how hard this business is and how important the momentum is. But um, at the same time, I've also noticed that, um, I mean, I, I feel like it's impacting your activity, right? The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about your activity and it's, it's mm -hmm. slowly been decreasing. And I do think some of that probably has to do with your energy. So I, I can appreciate that you're exhausted. You've been working your tail off. You really have yes. been working hard. Um, yeah. To what extent do you think it's, I mean, to what extent do you relate that to, to your activity? 
Uh, well, I just some days I just think, oh, I have to go see another person. And I just, you know, I feel like the you, you listen to people's stories and you hear all their stuff and it just becomes this burden that I feel like I'm, you know, carrying all my own stuff and everybody else's too. And I've got to mm. solve all their problems. And it's just, it's overwhelming, really. Yeah, um, it can be overwhelming. It can. You know, my my dad always tells me, he's like, nobody's going to take care of numero uno like numero uno. So what are you, what are you doing <laughs> to take care of yourself? Are you Are you taking care of yourself? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've kind of got, I've kind of lost what that even looks like anymore. I mean, I feel like I, I don't have, it feels very, um, lazy and selfish if I stop to do anything for myself, you know, mm. and certainly not during the day. Um, and then at night I'm trying to study, you know, I've signed up for my first CLU exam and I'm, you know, I'm just at, I, I just feel like there, I need, I need 48 hours in a day instead of 24. <laughs> and that's not going to happen, is it? No. Uh, sadly, no. <laughs> no. Well, let's. So, tell me about your self care routines. Are you? I mean, what what's gone to the wayside? Well, I used to work out with a trainer three times a week, um, but it was like a, the 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 time that they were able to do it now is kind of in the middle of the day. So I can't really. I feel like I can't. I don't want to come go to work and then stop and go do exercise and then come back to work. That just I'm not. I just feel like that's not a, a great idea. So, mm. so I haven't really been, I've tried to do a walk in the evenings, but, um, you know, more often than not, I get, I get down another road and then the kids are there and I feel like I hardly get to see them anymore. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, mm -hmm. I just, I just have to decide what's important. Yeah. How do you feel when you're working out regularly? Oh, I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> you you're know, not I feeling feel, great now, are yeah. you? Uh, no. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So on a scale of one to 10, how important do you think that, that, um, exercise routine is for you? Well, I feel like it's a 10. Um, but I also feel like I can't, like it can't be a 10 because the business is a 10. My family is a 10, you know, I mean, I have like five different tens Yeah, <laughs> and that's, yeah. it's confusing and stressful. Yeah. So if you don't take care of yourself, right. And you're not exercising right. and you don't feel good. What does that do to your ability to be able to take care of your family, take care of your clients? Oh, I know. I know. They're always telling, well, my clients don't because I really try to buck up and put on a good face for them. But I know my family is like, what is wrong with you? You're such a crab lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? Your clients might not notice it right now, but if you yeah. fall further behind and you're, you yeah. know, you end up sick or not taking care of yourself or not having the energy or, you know, sometimes if you lose the energy too and the drive, then you lose yeah. that ability to connect with people at that level. That's yeah. so important for them. Right. Well, yeah. and it always makes me wonder if I chose wisely coming into this business because I felt so great with my workouts and, you know, I had a really good routine going and now I feel like that's just all out the window and, and the, you know, it's since I've been in the business and I'm thinking, man, is it worth it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate you being honest and I know you are not the first rep that has, you know, that I've worked with that has felt that way. Um, it's difficult mm -hmm. finding okay. the right balance. So maybe I should even say blend, right? Cause it never is mm -hmm. a, an equal balance, right. That's but, true. um, finding that right blend. And I can guarantee you that if it's all work and no Sabina, right. And you're yeah, not taking right. care of yourself, um, you're not going to be good to anybody and there, you won't have a business left to take care of. Right. So I really do think yeah, this is important. I think we've got to figure out what works best for you and how to bring, um, you know, bring some you time back into your schedule. Yeah. So let's take a few minutes okay. and, and figure some of that out. Okay. All right. That sounds good. 
All right. So we won't we won't okay. go to the details of Sabina's right, workout, right. but um, <laughs> again, not rocket science, right? Just ask some mm-hmm. questions, um, dig a little bit deeper, be caring about mm-hmm. it. Um, and I do think we. Oh, go ahead, Sabina. Well, I was just I was going to say people want to tell you, but they don't want to seem weak, so they're probably not going to volunteer it. So I think your what you did so beautifully was just in a very caring way, kind of give me a place to talk about it, you know, because that's not, I, I want to tell someone that, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want people to think, oh, she's weak. She shouldn't even be in this business, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. As I'm continuing to clear my throat, as I'm getting over my own little, <laughs> my own little bug. <laughs> so, well, I really, truly do hope that all of our listeners took something helpful away from our conversation today, whether it's for you or for somebody that you're coaching. Um, if you have questions about anything, you know, gut-related, mental health-related, I'd love to be a resource for you. There's resources on my website. Um, we'll also put that link in the show notes. Um, and until next time, be healthy, be well. Thank you and have a great day. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.